Hello and welcome to Locked On Spartans for your Thursday, November 8th, 2018. Just a couple days out from the Spartans locking horns with the Ohio State Buckeyes. I, lo- I always love that phrase, locking horns, right? Like a couple of, couple of wild deer just getting ready for the rut, just, you know, smashing heads together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Locked On Spartans. I am your host, Will Hunter. Uh, Will Hunter saying that uh, with a, a cold again today. It's Michigan weather, you know, it starts turning and everyone gets sniffly. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. Got a good show today. Uh, it's going to be a little different than normal. We got three segments. Uh, obviously, uh, Matt Hepner from The Only Colors is going to be with us with for all three of those segments. Kind of like a little co-host experience today, uh, but we talk about uh, the Maryland game a little bit, the run game, getting that going, the quarterback situation, uh, and then we finish her off talking about Ohio State and how MSU matches up. And I am, just so you guys know, traveling the next couple of days, so there will be a Friday morning show. It'll be more of a, an Ohio State preview, and then we should have Matt's, uh, Matt Sheehan's gambling picks via a voicemail from his desk at work, uh, so Hopefully, we'll have a, a, a just a typical Friday show despite my traveling, so we'll see how all that goes. So we'll get the show started in just a little bit, but first, uh, follow the show on Twitter at OnSpartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Uh, like the show Facebook page on uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Search Locked On Spartans on Facebook. You'll find it there. Email the show LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. And lastly, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to the podcast and give us seven or seven stars. Give us five stars on iTunes. If you could give us seven stars, I hope that you would give us seven stars. Uh, that's that's a heck of a review, uh, seven out of five. But five will do. Just head on over to iTunes, give us a five star review if you wouldn't mind. Uh, and again, thank you all for tuning into the show. Let's get started with our first segment with Matt Hepner. All right, I am joined now by Matt Hepner for our weekly discussion. Matt uh, works. For the only colors, the uh, Michigan State SB Nation site does a lot of good work there covering football. Uh, we usually talk about his football film room, but we're going to expand it a little bit today with uh, with our discussion and kind of look ahead to Ohio State a little bit, uh, given that we didn't get to talk yesterday because there was a big basketball game. So, uh, Matt, how you doing? First of all, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me as always. Doing all right. Yeah. Um, let's uh, Let's start with the Maryland game. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the run defense, um, or the run defense, the run offense, the rushing attack. It was probably the sharpest we've seen them uh, all season long, just in terms of blocking, especially. And then I thought the running backs did an okay job. Uh, Hayward had a nice day, obviously that big explosive 80 yard run where he looked faster than I thought he was. Uh, and I thought Ladarius Jefferson could have been a little bit better, but over, uh, you know, all in all, overall, a good game against what was the 26th rated uh rush defense by S&P plus uh what did you see in the run game what were uh, some of your thoughts as that game was playing out yeah you know I the final production totals were very good and obviously um you know it, it came in a couple of you know couple of big bursts I mean obviously the one at the end the Hayward one like you said I I didn't know I didn't know he could be that bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't think there was any, you know, I didn't think he was the kind of guy who was going to have an 80-yard run in him. But um, lo and behold, uh, he, when you get north and south really quick, that's that, that shows you in that play what happens when you hit the hole and 
full speed and just are going the right direction the whole time. You can outrun anybody. Um, but, you know, I, they, they did, they had a couple of very nice, both the first touchdown drive was mm-hmm. almost entirely running the ball. Um, and the, the drive that put them up, um, the, the second time they got them to 17 was, uh, you know, a backbreaking drive for Maryland because of the amount of time it took off the clock mm-hmm. and that they were able to grind it all the way down and get six points out of it or seven points out of it. Um, and, and they, they did a good job picking up short yardage. It, it was, it was an effective day running the ball and, you know, Lewerke ran the ball, you know, effectively in spurts and, um, like you said, Hayward had a couple of, you know, the, the two big runs that he had, the 80-yard, and he had the, the one in the first drive, um, were both really, really good plays and good runs, and, and the blocking was there, and Hayward hit the hit the hole the right way. I agree with you. I thought Jefferson, um, and Hayward to an extent, but I, I tweeted about it earlier in the game, you know, that they don't have that vision that LJ Scott has yeah. um, as a running back as consistently, so you'll see that you know, I mean, I was seeing, especially with Jefferson in a couple of spots, you know, there were holes open there. And instead of it being, you know, five, six, eight-yard gain, it, it was two or three because he, he didn't hit the right spot. He didn't wait for it to open. He just kind of plowed straight ahead instead of reading the blocking. So, you know, when that'll come with more experience. But, I mean, Scott was one of the unique guys that had that from the first day he stepped on campus. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to remember with Ladarius Jefferson, uh, obviously he's a true freshman and he's a converted quarterback who uh, right. ran, ran a lot of option in high school. So he's he's very new to the position, especially in, like, in a power run game where he's got to read blocks being set up and sometimes that are slow developing and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll come with time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Lewerke running the ball because he had a season high in rush yards, uh, 45 on the day, which – if you would have told me it would take uh, until the ninth game for Lewerke to have a season high in rushing yards of 45, I would have taken, um, I'm not sure how I set up that bat, but I would have thought he would have had more rushing yards sooner. Uh, and, and it's kind of surprising to to see that it took this long for him just to kind of eclipse the 40-yard mark. Um, how key is, is this quarterback run game, especially if he's going to be the guy moving forward? Uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. How key is that quarterback run game to unlocking uh, the rest of the offense? Well, I mean, we've talked uh, throughout, you know, the year when mm-hmm. when we've had these conversations about, you know, how important we think it is, and I and I think it it's very important. I mean, it's it's one of the it, it's a tough elements to deal with for, from a defensive perspective. The long, you know, run that Lewerke had uh, early in the game on the read option was. I mean, that's a play that they've run that same play and scored touchdowns on the red zone off of it. If it's executed well, and, and Lewerke is pretty good at, at holding that fake and, and making the right decision on it. Not always, but, I mean, enough of the time. And, you know, that can be a very difficult play, especially when you get the regular running game going a little bit. So that, you know, that, that option play can either work off the power running game or set up the power running game. And, you know, the pass game just isn't going to be there. I mean, now you get Cody White back, so at least you've got that option. But, I mean, you know, we're, the work you're going forward, like right now his, his passing ability is a huge question mark. So he, he needs to be able to run the ball to be a productive, uh, you know, contributing member of the offense at this point. 
Yeah. Uh, are you like me? Are you kind of still really frustrated with how Michigan State has, has handled Lewerke's injury and just the quarterback situation the past few weeks? Uh, and, and it even goes as far, like, I don't know if you saw D'Antonio's quotes uh, that Lewerke wouldn't be playing if he wasn't healthy, which, uh, yeah, guys are banged up. But if you're a quarterback, your right shoulder, your throwing shoulder has to be 100%. You can have a hurt leg, your knee can be sore, but that, that shoulder has got to be able to be functioning to the point where it's not inhibiting your ability to throw. So where are you at just in how uh, they've handled this quarterback situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been a big fan of it. I wasn't a big fan of what we were seeing from him throwing the ball for most of the game uh, on Saturday. You know, that last uh, – right when I was like, you got to take him out because he can't, can't throw it anymore. You know, then he goes out and they have that long touchdown drive mm-hmm. and he makes a couple of good throws on that drive. But before that, he had been all over the place. And, you know, yeah, people will say, you know, obviously the coaches, they're, they're watching him all week. They, they know what's going on. They're talking to the player and everything else. But, you know, I, I think Lewerke is, A, now for the first time, worried about his job potentially. Yeah. So he's going to make sure he tries to gut through no matter what. and. You know, there's a big difference between throwing and, you know, playing in practice, throwing in practice when you're not getting hit, and what it looks like after you take a couple shots in the real game. And I think that that's the last two games that Lewerke's been out there. You've seen it, his, his ability to throw kind of deteriorate as the, the day goes on after he takes a couple hits. So I, I, I think it's it's and then you know then they go to Lombardi when they finally do and it's seventeen to three, and the only reason I can assume they did it at that point is because they figured the game was over because Maryland wasn't going to score, mm-hmm. but that that was all of a sudden a weird decision too because it's like well, Lewerke had just had well I guess he got picked off right before that but I mean it was like if you were going to make that change in the middle of the game why'd you wait that long to do it you're not doing Lombardi any favors by bringing him in in the middle of the game. He's got a he, you know. If, if you're going to go to him, he he should be starting. So I, I just I, I worry that you're going to have a situation this weekend where, you know, Lewerke's going to start. He's going to scuffle. You're going to force yourself to have to go to Lombardi, and you're going to kind of throw him in there in a situation where he's got to really get get the team picked up in a hurry, and it's going to be tough to do. Yeah, I hate the idea of what D'Antonio said. It's like baseball where you have your starter and then you got a, a really good reliever that you can bring in. Uh, I was just, that made me want to pull my hair out uh, seeing that. Yeah, that, like, that, that, is, that that's that not is, how this really works. No, that is the exact opposite uh, thinking you should have. All right, we'll be back with segment two with Matt in just a little bit. But first, a word from Vivid Seats. Guys, I've been telling you, but Vivid Seats for the last couple of months. It is the top source for tickets to all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in a specific section and row of your choice. Wherever you want to sit, you can do it on Vivid Seats. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to help save even more money. It's easy. Just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats, and every purchase is backed by a 100% guarantee. So to recap, go to your app store, download the Vivid Seats app, use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, to get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite 
live event. And guys have been telling you, the Lockdown Podcast Network is expanding its local sales. And if you are interested in sponsoring this podcast or the the Detroit Lions podcast or the Pistons podcast or the the Michigan Wolverines one or all four of them, uh, email me at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Let's get right back into our conversation with Matt Hepner from The Only Colors. And I can't help but think that this could have all all have been avoided had they just when when the injury happened, sat Lewerke down when he you know he can't practice, he's getting treatment all week, he can't throw the ball, just say, Hey, he's hurt, he's out until he's healthy. Uh, and then, you know, he's the starter when he comes back and you kill any sort of idea of Lombardi, Wally pipping him. And then you give Lewerke time Absolutely. to be healthy. And like, and now we're at a point where Lewerke feels like he has to fight for his job. Fans are chanting the backup's name because he's ineffective, because he's hurt. Um, his draft stock has fallen off the face of the earth. His confidence, you could tell, is severely lacking. And it's just, yeah, like you said, it's for the first time he is uh, facing doubt. Like I saw a piece... I think it was Matt Charbonneau, uh, and I think I talked about this yesterday, where, uh, you know, Lewerke had to answer questions about hearing doubts from the fans and, and outside things like that. And it just makes me infuriated, or infuriated because it has nothing to do with, like, performance. Like, he's hurt. He's a quarterback throwing the ball with a hurt shoulder, uh, and now he's right. I mean, to answer questions. Absolutely. Almost everybody that I, you know, have talked to and interacted with is on the same line of thinking as what I am, which is, you know, when he's healthy, I think Lewerke is your guy, certainly now. And, you know, if you want to have a competition at the beginning of next year, that's fine. But, I mean, I think he's shown enough, and I think his upside might be a little bit higher. Either way, he's earned that job. I think he's the guy if he's healthy. He's not healthy. That's the problem. And everybody, I think most people, well, you just kind of feel bad for him because he's out there yeah. and he's trying. Yeah but it's just not working and it's and it's the problem you can't be throwing these games away because you can't you know they've been able to get away with it, away with it last week because of how good the defense was but you know the def- I, I don't think the defense holding Ohio State to under 20 points no maybe, maybe but i mean that'd be a tremendous performance but you're going to have to be able to score and it, uh, you you got to be able to throw the ball you can't be one dimensional yeah, and we're going to talk, obviously, how uh, how MSU matches up with Ohio State uh, in just a little bit. Uh, lastly, on this thing, I just think some at this point we're kind of at uh, a point where D'Antonio is, is becoming stubborn um, and defensive. And, and I think all of the, you know, all of the stuff that they are feeling, uh, the controversy, if you will, around this quarterback situation is caused uh, by the way they handled it, by the way they mishandled it. So, um one more thing real quick before we move on to Ohio State. What did you see from the defense uh, specifically against Maryland? They absolutely dominated the, the Maryland front 
in terms of the run game, but they got a ton of pressure on Kasim Hill too. So how was, uh, I, I saw it was, this was in the film room as well a little bit. How was Michigan State able to generate so much pressure on Maryland? Well, I, I, we talked a little bit about it, um, I think, from the Purdue game, and I, I brought it up in the film room piece this, this week too, like you said, that I think they've gotten more creative over the course of the last four or five games defensively. And now you're seeing different looks, different split schemes, packages, pressure uh, from different spots, and it's been confusing defenses. And the fact that they've been able to just kind of take care of the running game so effectively against really everybody, then they're able to throw these kind of different um, blitz packages at you and, and not feel too bad about it. And then you get, you know, you get Scott back in the secondary this week, and that only gives you more confidence with the way Lane's been playing. I mean, you, you, you feel good about your corners being out there on an island if you need to be because they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're blitzing. I mean, Willis is a regular guy coming on these, these late blitzes now, and I, I think they've done a great job confusing and, and getting and, – and, I mean, quite frankly, Willikis continues to be unblockable yeah. one-on-one. I think I yeah. saw today uh, Pro Football Focus had um, him leading the Big Ten in total pressures from the, mm-hmm. edge, from the edge position. So, I mean, with, with, when you're talking about, the, you know, the guys at Ohio State, the guys at Michigan, and Willikis is getting more pressures, or as many or more than those guys, you know, that tells you how often he's getting in and causing havoc in the backfield. And now you're bringing other guys from help clean it up when, you know, his pressure maybe doesn't get the sack but forces the quarterback to step up or make a bad throw. Yeah. Um, well said there. And they are just to sort of uh, throw some statistical stuff behind this. They've jumped all the way up to seventh in S&P+. Plus. They were, you know, kind of the 15 to 20 range for a while, but they've been marching up. Uh, the performance against Purdue, and then the the job they did shutting down Maryland. They held Maryland to 100 yards of offense. Uh, and, yeah, Maryland has struggled with the better teams on their schedule, but uh, not even Michigan shut down Maryland like this. Michigan gave up 21 points to Maryland. So Michigan State's defense is turning the page from really good to uh, absolutely elite. Um, so that's good to see just in time for Ohio State. All right, we're going to wrap things up with Matt here in the next segment, uh, getting directly into the the Ohio State matchup and and all that good stuff. But first, a word from Sling TV. Guys, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And if you're like me and sick of paying for all these channels you never watch, you need to get Sling TV. It is $30 a month to get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. You're going to get a ton of games. And right now, you can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Just go to sling.com slash lockdown. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash lockdown. You can stream on all your favorite devices from your big screen all the way down to your smartphone. There's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. So for that seven-day free trial, go to sling.com slash lockdown. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash lockdown. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. And right now, the Locked On Network is doing some cool things on Twitter and Instagram. Follow them at Locked On Net for both feeds. On Twitter, you can get a uh, consolidated feed with a bunch of different Shows and things like that that can, uh, you know, if you have different teams that you like, expanded interests, you can, this is a great way to find all of them in one spot. On Instagram, they've got little 
clips from different shows that you might be interested in, like their NFL show or their fantasy show on the uh, story uh, portion of Instagram. And then on their uh, normal feed, there's uh, longer versions and things like that. So two definite worthwhile follows. Check them out. Locked on net on Twitter and Instagram. All right, segment three with Matt Hepner from The Only Colors. The Buckeyes have had a, a really interesting season, and it's been it's kind of that season where Urban Meyer uh, it leads to him taking a leave of absence from coaching. After you remember the how he kind of the, the way it ended at Florida, they peaked really high, and then things kind of went downhill with some off the field stuff and things like that. So it's been uh, reminiscent of that in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and just an interesting season, tough in different ways. They struggled against opponents that they shouldn't have. They lost uh, to Purdue. They got hammered by Purdue in a game they, they probably you know should have won realistically. Uh, but this team is absolutely loaded with talented dudes. Uh, it's no different than any other Ohio State team in terms of skill, position, talent. So uh, just you know broadly, what is Michigan State up against uh, this weekend with Ohio State? Uh, I, I mean, like you said, it, it's it's the standard Ohio State. They're loaded every position. They got athletes all over the place. I mean, you got you're talking from an offensive standpoint. I mean, they've been running up points all season. That hasn't been their problem. You know, they got two running backs. You have like you know over like 2,000 career yards at Ohio State. They got you know the their their quarterback has been yeah I think he had five straight games of 400 plus yards. I mean, so moving the ball and putting points on the board has not been a the problem for them they, they've they've had some issues at times of late being consistent with it uh they had all kinds of fumble problems uh against nebraska last week which mm-hmm. like you know got the huskers rolling in that game so and and you know michigan state's been very opportunistic um in the turnover game especially recently and they've been forcing a lot of fumbles as well as getting a lot of picks so that that you know turnovers are always a big deal if you think it's going to be a close game that can be something that turns the tide but you know defensively they've they've scuffled i mean they, like you said they got lit up by purdue they they gave up you know 30 something points to nebraska last week they have not been shutting teams down defensively i mean even when you look at you go back to that tcu game early in the season mm-hmm. the tc tcu has not been a very good offensive team no, most they're of a bad the year. offense so I mean, they gave up thirty something points in that game, so it's it's it, they have not been a particularly great defense. I mean, they're middle of the road, and they still have athletes there. But you know, this is one where Michigan State. It's like you know, if you're going to get the offense rolling, this and not that they're going to get rolling in it, but if you want to get them kind of going, this would be a good week to do it. And you because your defense has been playing so well. Yeah, this is definitely. Uh... When Ohio State's offense uh, is on the field will be like the prime time matchups. Uh, Ohio State's third in S&P plus offense. Michigan State is seventh in S&P plus defense. Uh, you're not going to find many uh, unit versus unit matchups that are more high profile and better than that one. Uh, and then you flip to the other side and Ohio, our Michigan State's offense is in the 90s and Ohio State's defense is right around 50. So you kind of flip uh, oh, totally yeah. there. Uh, something that's really interesting this year. So Ohio State, I mean, they run the ball all right. They they have run it with success against teams that they can just physically dominate. But they've definitely struggled, uh, even against Purdue. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, the last few games they haven't been running yeah, the ball, you know, yeah, very well at all. Yeah, they they've struggled compared to what you would expect. Um, you know, Weber's. They still have good averages, but it, they've come down recently between J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. 
Uh, but this team is absolutely loaded at receiver. Like they have six guys who are, you know, talented enough to be the number one or number two guy at pretty much every other school in the big 10. Um, how do you see? Cause like, I'm, I'm glad Josiah Scott came back and got his feet wet against a team that wasn't really going to do much. He kind of got to go through the motions and play a little bit. Uh, now comes the real test. Uh, how do you see like Ohio state's going to hit some plays right in the passing game? Like, what do you think uh, the key is for Michigan state to be able to sort of limit this Ohio state offense? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big, really the only knock on the Michigan State defense most of this year has been, you know, the propensity to give up the big play. And uh, what they did the last two weeks is they really eliminated that. You know, they clamped down on that really well against Maryland and against Purdue. So, you know, that's I think that's going to be the key. You know, even if you give it up, you know, like, you know, up against Penn State, they gave up two big ones, but they gave up nothing else. So mm-hmm. that's kind of your options there. If you're going to give up a couple of big plays, you can't give up anything else. Or you're going to have to, and the, the more likely thing I think is you're going to have to, I, I think you got to force them to make plays all the way down the field on you and, and see if they can do it and, and see if they can do it without turning it over because they've been turning it over, like I said. So, yeah. You know that that's probably the, the 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 best hope, but I mean, look, you're going to give up some points, right? I mean, you're not going to you can't keep holding everybody to you know 30 points below their average or whatever. But <laughs> I, I don't nice. think Ohio, I'd be shocked if Ohio State goes out and scores 35 on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see this so, playing out like last year where it just really right. got away from them. Um. And Michigan State's, they're, they're, I, I reference S&P Plus a lot. Their passing S&P Plus uh, was in the, like the 50s, and it's kind of what dragged the, def- the total defensive rating down. Uh, they're up to 29 now. So they've, they're just like the run game reached uh, kind of that top spot a few weeks ago and has held steady the defense. Uh, the pass defense has really started to climb, and Justin Lane has been uh, pro football focus all big 10 team a couple of times in the last few weeks josiah scott's you know freshman all-american coming back so and just the way they've been able to get after the quarterback like all their pressure rates are going up and their havoc rates and things like that uh so it's really like they're the defense is hitting their stride at the perfect time because this is going to be in terms of opposing dynamic offenses this will be their toughest test of the season uh and they've really only played one other well Purdue's a pretty dynamic offense but uh, all the way back to week one, Utah State is probably the, the I don't know, it's tough. Like, it's, you don't want to discredit Purdue, yeah, I mean, but Utah, Utah State's, State's probably the best. 50, or, you know, yeah, Utah State. Points a game, so. Yeah, Utah State is lighting teams up. Uh, and they're they're really good. They're 14th in overall S&P Plus. Like, they're Michigan State's best win on the season. Uh, you could debate at Penn State as well. But uh, this is going to be a really stiff test for Michigan State on, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I I think it'll be a good test. Like you said, I don't see it getting away like it did last year. I feel like this team has been more consistent in the defensive game, um, and and they've just they've, they've they're playing with so much confidence right now, and yeah, you can see it. You can see it. You know, play to play. You can see all the you know everybody's getting in on it. it they're they're hitting that point where you know they're all trying to they want to be the guy that makes the next play and then one up the next guy after that. And so, you know, I, I think that it will be 
it will be a good test for them. But like you said, the, the, the passing defense has gotten a lot better despite the fact the teams are still throwing on them a ton because they have to. Yeah. And, you know, because they're getting more pressure and they're forcing mistakes. And look, I mean, you can, for all the, the you know, heat the pass defense has taken this year, they've got more picks than touchdowns allowed. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's a good – I mean <laughs> – that's a good situation to be in. They're they're not getting they're not getting totally killed on it. So, um, you know, we'll see. And and you talked about that Utah State game. I mean, even in, in that game, Utah State State scored thirty one, but one of them was a pick six. So mm-hmm. the defense really only gave up, you know, the the, the twenty four or whatever. So or twenty five. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, that's why I said if Ohio State comes out and drops thirty something on them, I'll be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I will too. Uh, and I think it helps a little bit that uh, Michigan State got their heads caved in last year in Columbus. Obviously, having it at home is nice. Uh, and I think the way they've been able to, just like you were talking about earlier, uh, drop creative pressures and get after people. Like, I think if you can get after Dwayne Haskins, he can become an erratic passer. Now, a lot of teams don't do that. Uh, like, he only has six interceptions on the year, two is 32 touchdowns, but. Uh, I think his he's a guy with numbers that are fantastic, but if you actually watch him play, they're a little overblown because, you know, a lot of stuff is is done by his playmakers on the edge. Uh, he doesn't make a lot of tight window throws. So with press coverage and things like that, if, if Michigan State's able to get after him, he's going he's gonna to make some mistakes, and that can be something the defense can take advantage of. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Matt, thanks so much for the time. That was a good, I don't know, like a 20-minute conversation there. So, Uh, Good stuff as always, and we will catch up with you next week. All right. Thanks again so much to Matt for joining us. It's always good to have uh, a second voice around here to to keep you, you guys from getting bored of me. So thank you, Matt, for joining us. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, Normal Ohio State preview voicemails, gambling voicemails from Matt Sheehan uh, in the middle of his workday at work at his desk, like uh, the, the degenerate that he is. So we look forward to that as always. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Follow us on Twitter at on Spartans. Follow me on Twitter at will underscore underscore hunter one L two underscores. Email the show lockdownspartans at gmail.com and, and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. Five star reviews on iTunes. All that good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back Friday morning with our game preview show. And until then, go green.